0: This is Josh Mills. And this is John Mills. Welcome back to another episode of Acquired Tastings. We are very happy to have you guys along with us for another wonderful liquor week. Liquor. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. And Dad, so what is our theme this week for the podcast? We're doing Arkansas liquors. Arkansas liquors. So liquor. I'm is- not sure, I mean stories there are in Arkansas, but is a number now yep there are there are eight, eight? actually okay. you uh, looked it up okay. well no i was told when i was at one of them this week but oh, there okay. are eight of them in town or in the state so what are you doing as your arkansas whiskey this week and what are your pairings okay i'm doing the wild parallel straight bourbon and my pairings today I'm, i need some kind of good meaty kind of stuff except i do have a dessert And so I have the bacon-wrapped dates again, and smoked chicken, and I have a caramel cake. And I'll explain all that later. Now, is Wild Parallel, is that the name of the distillery, or is that just the name of the whiskey? Actually, the distillery is called Fox Trail. The Fox Trail Distilling, okay. This is the Wild Parallel Straight Bourbon. Very cool. And I'm doing, from Hot Springs Distilling, I'm doing their Bear Clap Bourbon. It's a blend of different bourbons, so it's really interesting. My pairings this week are, I have some blood oranges because they're in season and they're finally in the market. I have some, we'll call this birria wontons uh, that I made, and some molasses cookies. Oh, those all sound good. Yeah, and and so before we jump into the episode, Dad, we got to talk about last week. There was a beer blind, wasn't there? There was a beer blinded. Okay, and blinded, what did you you blinded me again on the beer? What did you call it, if you well, remember? I called it a Baltic Porter, and I even went all the way to the where I thought it came from. I called I thought it came from Icelandic. You know, we've had that Baltic Porter before, and it's really a good one. Yes. So what was it? So it was from. It's a European beer, so it's coming from Poland. This is the Combs Baltic Porter. So, you were in the family, you're in the family, but you just went just that little bit too far. I'm kind of doing a curveball here because Baltic doesn't mean Poland. It doesn't mean <laughs> Iceland either. Well. <laughs> Let's be real. It doesn't okay. mean Iceland either. <laughs> well, no. It doesn't mean Little Rock, Arkansas, but we have a Baltic Porter that comes out. Well, yeah. But so maybe I got about 30 points out of 40. Oh no, he got a lot more than that. But anyway, it's not all about that. It's about learning and having a good time. Right. Speaking of having a good time, are you ready to get into these bourbons? I sure am. All right, so we're going to go ahead and start with mine. So once again, mine is the Bear Clap Bourbon from Hot Springs Distillery and my pairings are I have some blood oranges, I have some birria wonton, fried wontons, and then I have a molasses cookie. So, interesting thing, so I, I go to Hot Springs for work, and I was down there, and I happened to go into the, or I called the tasting room, I called them over there at Hot Springs Distilling, and they were very, very nice, and off, you know, let me come in. And talked with them about it. And they're a really cool spot. It's owned and operated by a father and son named Keith Atkinson and Scott Atkinson. Okay. And they have just been distilling. They've been distilling since 2020. Okay. And they've been working on this since about 2018. But where they really caught the bug was they did a father-son trip in... I think 2013. They told me to Scotland and did whiskey tours and were kind of like, yeah, yeah, that's distilling that, distilling's not that hard. Okay, <laughs> and okay, okay. So uh, Keith Atkinson was a professor at UCA and was retired to Hot Springs, and okay. so they started they started the Hot Springs distilling and kind of been rolling ever since. That sounds cool. Yeah. So why aren't they doing scotch? Well, because they're not in Scotland. Well, <laughs> they're not Japanese in, people do scotch. Well, that's a whole. That's a whole we talked about that during our Japanese whiskey episode. I know. Yeah, but so they're doing. So this is. So like I said, they're they've only been open for two years. Uh, or well, in, they're into their third year now. So the Bear Clap Bourbon is a blend of straight bourbon whiskeys. Okay. It is a blend of a weeded bourbon. Okay. And a rye-heavy bourbon. Okay, that's interesting. And so the bourbon is four years old, and the rye is five years old. So one of the things they're doing is, you know, they talked about in Scotland, one of the things they saw was the blending. Mm. And we talked about, we haven't actually done an episode on blended scotch, which we should, but, you know, the art of blending is so big up in Scotland. And so they've decided while they're working on not only their white whiskey, their vodka and their bourbons are laying down, they've decided to take that idea of the art of blending and okay. do it in bourbon. Okay. So they've sourced, they sourced these two bourbons, aged them for a while in their warehouse, and then blended them together. This is batch four. Oh, and this is the twelfth <laughs> bottle of batch four. Oh, okay. Um, that That's I've cool. gotten, so it's really good. So, where do you? So, go- so now, when you say sourced, does that mean they're buying it from somebody? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's so a. Like. There's a. I don't know the exact name of it. There are a couple major distiller corporations that what they do is they distill and they age, mm-hmm. and then people can source from them. To have their own thing. Kind of like Kirkland. You know how Kirkland sources from another distillery. That's what they've done with this. I was about. So when this episode releases. Yeah. Their own two-year bourbon. Straight bourbon should be either released or very close to be releasing. So it's just a little bit early on being able to get their actual bourbon. So bourbon has to be 18 months. No. No? No. I forget those rules. Bourbon, the rules on bourbon is it has to be made in the United States. Correct. It has to be made of 51% corn. Yes. It or has more. To, or more, but at least 51% corn. It has to be bottled at at least 40 proof. Right. It has to come out of the still at one, not not 40 proof, 80 proof. It has to come out of the still, I believe, at 110. Okay. And then it has to be aged in first-use charred American oak. Right. To be considered a bourbon, there is not an actual time constraint. Okay, that's right. But to be a straight bourbon, it has to be at least two years. Right. So they're about to release a straight bourbon. Okay. I'm getting, you know, I'm still congested. I don't know what I'm going to (laughs) do. Go back to the islands. Something. But it seems like I'm getting sort of some uh, smokiness. Okay. Maybe it's like pepper or something like that. And then when I taste it, I get sort of some honey. And this is weird, but elderflower. Okay. This is a very floral bourbon. Uh-huh. I was, uh, the first time I tasted that, and... It's it's extreme. It's not extreme for it's very floral. Mm-hmm. You do have elderflower. I would say there's some like honeysuckle in there as well, because to me it's also kind of on the sweeter side. Right. It is. I get a lot of sweetness, some light nuttiness, some almost like caramel, like actual caramel flavors to it. I get that on the back end. So that was why the molasses cookie is on the table. Okay. <laughs> Because I think that's well, going to be going really well, and the caramel cake that I brought, you may have to do a little crossover and see which goes better—the cookies or the cake—because uh, I'm getting that caramel on the back end. Uh huh. Not that you can make that best on plate, but you can't. I can't stop you from tasting it. Oh, that's true. But it's a very easy drinking bourbon. It's not too hot. Like we're drinking these completely neat, no okay. water, no nothing yet. I've got some ice on the table, so you may hear a clink or two. It's um, listener. a little. It's a touch over forty nine percent. Okay, it's ninety eight point seven proof, so that makes it forty nine point three five percent. Forty nine point three five percent. I mean, technically, is the math okay from from ninety eight point seven proof? So, you know, I need to read up on proofing because. Like you just said, they come out of the distill, out of the still, at a hundred and ten proof. Yeah, and then they proof it they, by adding water. They cut it. Well, that's proofing what, that's or cutting—I've seen it written both ways. I've always, I've always heard the addition of water is called cutting. Yeah, because you're well, cutting down my, the alcohol. I can't argue with you because it cutting is definitely mostly used. I Just saw on my page, cutting proofing. You know, water and oil don't mix, but for, for however cool it is, water and alcohol do. Yep. And it's like when we put this ice in it, or we put a little bit of water in, then the, as we've said many, many times, then the texture changes and the the liquor will actually—we call it blooming—because the floralness will just kind of explode in your nose, and then in the in your palate, it does the same thing. Oh man, that's good. It is a good whiskey. Oh, I was now. talking about—I just had a blood orange. Oh, well, that's it's, probably good too. It's well, really, really good. You've been waiting all winter for. Them. I have. I I've been waiting all year for them. I wait for blood oranges like it's. Like March until <laughs> whenever they show up again. Exactly. <laughs> until I use all the stuff I've frozen. But it's really nice. So the bourbon it, the bourbon itself has, we've talked about a lot, like florality, sweetness. Um, it's got a kind of caramely flavor. You know, blood oranges, you know, oranges are going to be some of the sweetest of the citrus fruits. Blood oranges have this like cherry, almost like a... A cherry and orange flavor, mm-hmm. and it's they're sweet. There's not a lot of bitterness, and to me, it goes really, really well with this bourbon. Like I want to make a a muddled blood orange <laughs> old fashioned with this, like immediately. Okay, put it on bars. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 really nice now. I'm going to talk a little bit more about the distillers and that kind of the the stuff that they've got while you taste around. After you tell me about how that blood orange goes, it went excellent. You're absolutely correct. I mean, oranges and ber- oranges and whiskey go together very well in general, but I think what's making this one go really well is that extra sweetness. No, oh. what else did you say was on the plate? So I have a a biria beer, a beria fried wonton. So in it's a wonton wrapper that's stuffed with Oaxaca cheese, caramelized onions, and birria taco meat. Mm-hmm. So, right now, if you were to go to Hot Springs Distilling, uh, they're open on the weekends mm-hmm. for tastings. A nice mm-hmm. little tasting room there in Hot Springs. It's kind of back behind Oaklawn. Oh. Kind of back in, that, back in that area a little bit. And currently- off of, off of Shady Grove? Road. Um. Yeah, it's Golf Course Road. Okay. Well, Shady Grove intersects the Golf Course. Eh? Right. Right before that, what they currently have to offer, as as we're recording this, mm-hmm. is they have what they call a white whiskey. What it is is it's their base whiskey that they age. So you can kind of get a an idea of what it tastes like. It is fifty five percent corn, thirty 33- three. 33% rye, and 13% barley. So they enjoy the higher rye whiskeys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the reason that this is called a white whiskey rather than a moonshine is they put it in a barrel and then pour it back out. So once it touches a barrel, it can be considered a whiskey, and it's not moonshine. Oh, that's interesting. I never knew that. Yeah, because they didn't want what they were doing. Are is, you. Getting, you- do you get any color whatsoever? No. I mean, that, that's not the point. The point is so they they don't want it to be considered a moonshot. Gotcha. Because it is their base whiskey mm-hmm. that they use. It's really good. Like, they let me have it. It's sweet. It's flor Again, it's floral. Mm-hmm. And you hit that nice graininess. And mm-hmm. I love it because it's high rye. And, I mean, that's high rye bourbons are my thing. And it was very good. Uh, you can buy that. As is right now. They also do a vodka. What did you say the rye was? It's 33% rye. Yeah. And then 13% barley. Okay. So they have a vodka that they do as well. (laughs) It's okay. Just crunch away. I'm just crunching. (laughs) Uh, It's extremely smooth. It's 100% corn. So for those of you who are looking for corn vodkas. That's why lightning right there. No. Because it's multi-distilled. It's It's multi-distilled and multi-filtered. And it's below. It comes out. It doesn't come out of the still the same way. right? And they go until it tastes smooth. And it is extremely smooth. Vodka. Very good. Very good. For those of you vodka drinkers. And then they have this Bear Clap bourbon. And they're planning on, in the future, to have two different lines of the Bear Clap bourbon. They're going to have a distiller's edition, which will end up being blends of their own whiskey. Okay. And then some that they still source and do the blending with. So that'll be called the uh, blender's line. It's going to be barrel. It's not barrel strength. It's just going to be their whiskey's. Correct. Correct. Instead of them buying, outsourcing. hmm mm-hmm. And they're going to have the, they're thinking about running the two different lines where you'll have the blender's edition, which is mm-hmm. the stuff that they source from externally. Mm-hmm. And then the distiller's edition, which is the stuff that they've made in-house, their own bourbons that they've blended together for multi-year, multi, multi-run. multi Well, I've been over here snacking. And? And so the uh, the wrap, what would you it again? The, the wonton. wonton wrap. It's fantastic. What meat did you say was in there? So birria taco meat. So I don't know birria taco. So we've had it before. It's beef. Yeah. That's stewed in a in a consommé.
1: Okay.
0: Um. So you have a lot of Latin Mex, you know, Mexican spices, mm-hmm. and then you have a little bit of caramelized onion and some Oaxaca cheese. So what happened is when I tasted it, and then I had some of the whiskey. There is some hotness with this whiskey. And I kinda of draw the line at forty. Do you think above forty I I'm wanna say it's sometimes it's really hot. Not necessarily. It's kinda of like that <laughs> IBU's it's perceived, it's perceived hot. But when I had the wrap, that meat just melded with that whiskey and just calmed down that hotness, even though there's spices in that wrap. And yeah. so they they just kinda of melded together. Almost in perfect harmony. Yeah. I, I, I can't say made in heaven yet because I'm still working on the cookie. <laughs> yeah. And it's real hard to say anything's made in heaven because that's kind of blasphemy when you're talking about whiskey. But uh, wait a minute. Jesus did turn water into wine. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> and the angels get a share. <laughs> the, the angels share. That's right. So that went really well. Yes, the blood orange went really well. I'm going to keep snacking while maybe you got some more story over here. Yeah. I think, so you're right, that the wonton, and it's deep fried. Mm -hmm. So the fried wonton really gives some of that, the fat kind of really helps calm down the whiskey a little bit. Mm -hmm. I get a lot more of the earthy flavors with this whiskey Mm -hmm. when I eat that Mm -hmm. rather than some of those floral, all that, all that kind of goes away. And I'm really just left with the, like, the really malty, earthy, mm-hmm. rye, spicy flavors. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really good. Well, the ginger cookie. Molasses cookie. Molasses cookie. I'm still working on it. But that molasses cookie, I told you earlier, I thought I got some caramel notes on the back end. And there's honey and the elderflower. So the cookie and those tastes and smells, they really, I'm won to say made in heaven, but I'm not going to. <laughs> they're really, really good. And don't watch what I'm doing here, but uh, I just dunked my cookie <laughs> into the whiskey to see what would happen. Well, you're going to have to tell us what happened because I'm still eating the <laughs> wontons because they're really good. So we talked about you know, Fig Newton's and Scotch. Uh, this is a close second, I think. Oh yeah, uh, we didn't really have Fig Newton's Scotch. No, we didn't. Mm-mm. But this this is really good. What about what is it that makes it really good? Well, I don't have to I don't have to do the whiskey because it's already on the cookie. <laughs> I can just sit here and <laughs> eat the cookie and have a grand old time. Mm-hmm. And the molasses. I love molasses. It's something that I don't know where you can get molasses in Europe or Canada or, you know, other places. But molasses to me has a real history because my grandfather grew the the cane, you know, the molasses cane and he had a he had a little I don't know what you call it, but he made the molasses out of his cane. And so, you know, was that's that's just that's mem- just heaven memory lane for you. Was he? Uh, did he grow sorghum, or was it, it sugar was sorghum. Can- sorghum. sorghum, sorghum, and you know, sorghum molasses. And to me, that's the southern way to do it. It's, I mean, you can take sugar cane, okay, and make molasses, but the the thing that I grew up knowing about was sorghum. So I wonder, you know. Rum Mm -hmm. can be made from sugarcane molasses. I have yet to see Mm -hmm. a sorghum molasses liquor. I wonder if it exists out there. Like a sorghum, a sorghum rum or something like that. Because I, I mean. We need to talk to the hot springs guys and maybe the (laughs) uh, Rogers guys about it. I know. Or, you know, maybe even Rocktown. I mean, where? So where was, where was your, is your grandfather, right? Yeah, he lived in Greenbrier. In Greenbrier, which is uh, north, west, northeast of Conway. Northwest. West. Okay, I said yeah. Northwest of Conway. I wonder. Interesting. I don't know. I'm just. It, I I think it would be such an interesting flavor because. Like you've said, molasses is very distinct and especially true Southern molasses, which is almost always sorghum, sorghum molasses, Yeah, which is that really deep. And I think, you know, I think in, um, I don't know if it's the same thing cause I didn't look it up and I don't feel like looking it up right now. You know, in, in England, they have this thing called treacle. Mm. And it's I've never heard of that. it's very similar from everything I'm remembering about it. It's very similar to a molasses cons- at least consistency. It's like, but I think it's sugar. I think it's sugar cane is treacle because they do like treacle tarts, treacle fudge. And this is my Harry Potter. You know, Harry Potter is sticking out because it was the first place I heard of it. And then I actually looked up into it. and It's a real thing. But I wonder if that is what maybe they're calling molasses or if it's sugarcane. So well, Wikipedia says treacle is an uncrystallized syrup made during refining of sugar. Okay, so it's sugar molasses. hmm Interesting. Interesting. That's what makes it different from molasses is mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. sugar. So that's probably what the rest of the world knows is treacle. It's probably going to be the closest flavor for this molasses because it's really rich, really deep. Earthy, kind of spicy. Well, in it, uh, some of these pictures I'm seeing, it looks black. Yeah, it's the same color as. It looks black, like, like our sorghum molasses does. Yeah, it's the same color, same, same super thick consistency okay. as molasses. Can you guess what the good, the first substitute of uh, treacle is? Molasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> molasses is slightly darker and more intensely flavored but bingo so interesting i really like the cookie works really well i did not dunk it because i didn't feel like dunking my cookie in my whiskey and i didn't really have that much but it it's we really, both have more cuz we poured cuz we had to put some ice in it it's really good it the depth of the of the molasses with that earthy bite that you get. And there may be some ginger in the cookies too. There may be molasses ginger cookies because there's some heat in the cookie itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's goes, some kind of spice there. goes really, really well with this whiskey because you have the sweetness and the florality and then you have the earthiness and the spiciness from the cookie that just come together. And it's not like last week where, you know, that dessert just, dis or the, well, what, you know, the, the, um, the bearing just like they disappeared into each other. No, it wasn't. It's not like no, that, it doesn't do that, but you can definitely, they work in harmony extremely well. Okay. You put some ice in, I put some ice in. So what happens, at least in my mind or in my palate. So the ice makes it so much more mellow and on the floral, I get more of the honey, caramel, flower, whatever you're smelling and tasting. And then when I get the taste to the back of my mouth, boom, that alcohol just kicks in. So the ice did not make the alcohol go away. It didn't cut it. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) But that's really good. I think it bloomed it. And see, I get more. But I didn't lose the, the alcohol no, I get more of the, I get more of the earth now mm-hmm. that it's bloomed. Mm-hmm. Some of those lighter, lighter kind of feeling, uh, higher tone flavors, are, are kind of gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not gone; they're, they're there, gone, but it really right. brings up the earthiness that's left. So, but it's it's still good, and I I get less alcohol on it. You do? Mm-hmm. I get, I get less bite at the end. Like, it's still there. Oh, yeah, it's still there. But it's not as much as it was. Now, we will let it melt. <laughs> Maybe be less. Well, yeah. Because we, we just cut it. Yeah, I was going to say, because we, we just cut it. <laughs> so, how did you hear about these guys? I've never heard of them. Well, so, I searched. hmm You know, what distilleries were near me or distilleries in hot springs because i had no crystal um crystal bridge yeah crystal bridges is there mm-hmm. not right. crystal bridges crystal distilling crystal just yeah crystal distilling and they focus in moonshine and flavored moonshine right but i'd heard tell of another one so mm-hmm. i searched hot springs distillery distilleries and this one came up and like i said i was in town their tasting room technically wasn't open so I just called and asked, yeah, if I could come by. You know, I told them what I did for work and what I do on the side, and that they were like, "Sure, come on!" And they were extremely accommodating. Mm-hmm. Took me through the, took me into their barrel room, got to see some of the stuff that they're doing, which is really, which is really cool. And that's how I, that's how I ran into them. And I, I mean, I'm going to have to go back when their tasting room is open. Absolutely. So that you just had your own private tasting then? hmm Yeah, I think they were there working on some paperwork, getting ready for the bourbon run. Mm-hmm. They weren't actually distilling that day. Okay. But they they were still nice enough to accommodate accommodate me to come in. That's cool. They are not distributed anywhere. Oh, no. Currently. Well, their production is just not quite big enough. But you can buy it at the store. I mean, at the at the... They are not distributed. You can buy it at their tasting room. So if you do a tasting, you can buy some. Yes. They're not in they're not gonna be in your liquor store yet. Okay. That's too bad. That's really good stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean you're going to hot springs tomorrow. you're going to hot springs tomorrow. Their tasting room's open tomorrow. I might have to go there. Yeah, I think it's open Sunday. Mm. It's a cool little spot. So the ice is melting and it's mellowing it. And now the alcohol is kicking down. It just gets it's sweeter. still up there, so it just gets sweeter. Like you get that sweet taste, and so I tasted back through everything with it bloomed, and to me the orange is shining. Oh, are we doing best on plate already? No, I said well, the orange is not. shining. It. I just did an orange too. Yes, it does shine. Some of that harshness has gone away, so the sweets are playing. So I think with each it's other. the acid of that orange. Yep, yeah. cuts into that alcohol and the and maybe that slight bitterness. And that's uh, and I'm pausing because I'm I'm not sure why I said bitterness of the. It's not really a bitterness of either, but it's not really a like like right. So the acid is going. So the acid is counteracting something and i think it's that alcohol and so it just kind of mills it out so the acid is most likely going to be pl- play against the sweetness and the and the sweetness of the orange is going to play against the alcohol right that's so what's going to really mellow go down, down. Mm-hmm. awesome yeah there's a really great you know i think i thought it was cool you know when i found out it was a father and son and you know i told them about what we do and you know they were interested you know a, us being a father-son duo, kind of like they are, and we should have done that instead of podcasting. <laughs> Sounds like they got a better gig. Might have got a better gig, but uh, I don't know which is cheaper. <laughs> well, I know which is cheaper. But... <laughs> in the long run, you never know. But anyway, and so if you're in hot, if you're ever in hot springs, I definitely you know racing season is kicking is kicking through. It's about to be lake season too. I really, I highly suggest if you're down. Gosh, it's just February. It ain't lake season. <laughs> it's racing season, and then it will be Lakes. lake season. I mean, Dad, it was like it got in the 70s the last two days. I know, I know. <laughs> and some people just but live on the lake. Close anyway. your eyes it'll be 20. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But if you're if you're headed down to Hot Springs, especially on a weekend, I highly suggest going to check them out. They are doing some really cool stuff. They are. And I, I really was, like the label and, and the the bear slap. Clap. 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 Okay. Bear clap. is pretty cool. Yeah. And, you know, they're playing off the fact that, you know, Arkansas bear state is was. the bear state or was the bear state because yeah. we had a ton of black bears in the state. Still do. Yeah. They just opened up bear season. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway. I don't understand why you killed a bear, but uh, I guess... Maybe the bear meat's okay to eat it. Yeah, and there's some overpopulation issues that they have mm, to deal with. Yeah. But anyway, they're they're playing off that with the name. So I, I think it's a really cool place. I highly suggest anybody going to Hot Springs. If you like good liquor, and especially since they've got a vodka out there, go down there and give them a try. The bottle was $54. So I think it's Pretty worth. normal. I yeah. don't know what this bottle was. I think it's worth. I think it showed it's showed up. I think it's worth the <laughs> price uh the vodka and the white and the white bur or the white whiskey are considerably cheaper. I think they're in the mid 20s. So okay, okay. good price. I think it's definitely well, worth This is a good blend, I tell you. Yeah. Definitely worth supporting. So if you're headed down to Hot Springs, definitely I say check them out. And said so you said they blended 4-year-old and 3-year-old. 4-year-old and 5-year-old. 5-year-old. No wonder it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, all right, Dad. Well, let's go ahead, unless you have any other questions. No, for we, me, we can, let's we can switch, over. switch over. So, why don't you remind us what your whiskey is and what your pairings are? Fox Trails is the distiller, and they're in Rogers, Arkansas. And this is the Wild Parallel Straight Bourbon. And, Josh, it's 49.5% APV. A little bit higher than what you said. I think you said 49.35 or something. And it's 75% corn, 21% rye, and 4% malt barley. For my pairings, I have bacon wrapped dates. I've done that before. I did better. I didn't burn them this time. And then I, I wanted to get something that kind of has some smoke with it, even though this is not smoke. But I explained the theory on this. And then smoked chicken, and then I got a caramel cake. So I get. On, you know, kind of the the nose, I get some dried fruit, um, the honey, I get oak spice, and then I get, on the back end, I get some caramel. Have you have you had a chance to nose it? Uh, I gave it a quick sniff, but I was still, I could still kind of taste the last one, so I... Yeah, it... That's what happens, uh, listeners. I mean, you know, and I've got this congestion going on. It's like this is this is the same. Well, no, it's not. This one seems more fruity, mm-hmm. whereas the other one was very floral. This one has a little bit more dried fruit characteristic with the uh, honey and maltiness. And this is going to sound weird, but the 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 graininess of it seems dry, like it like when you walk into a, a Dry hay barn, and you get that kind of like dry hay smell. You get dry hay. I mean, I get dry grain. I mean, I've never been into a grain barn. This is your note on the note. Yeah, on the note. It smells well, like-, like dry grain, not like wet or cooked or that sort of. Okay. Like processed grain. There's some like cinnamon in there too. Well, yeah. Okay. So I I get. I get butterscotch and I get pepper. I got pepper on both of them, and that's why I was saying I think the smokiness of my choices will help out. And then, yeah, I get this. I get this dried fruit, and I want. I'm I'm struggling to say what the fruit is. Did you kind of figure out the fruit? No, I couldn't tell which which fruit it was. It's Such high alcohol. They're both okay. I want to say fruit wise it's not a blood orange I tell you that it's um uh, you know maybe apples or pears or something like that and then you know i get I get spices with it i I get nutmeg and I get caramel I think I get some cardamom. I'm going have to try this ginger cookie because I think I'm getting ginger and that may be an optical illusion, or not an optical, but a, a illusion because of me <laughs> having eaten the cookie. Right. And did I say what my parents were? Yeah, you did. Okay. Well, I'm about ready to start eating, but um both, both of these liquors have basically the same color. Mine might be just a little bit darker. I don't know. Do you know? Well, one of the things I found out, and I didn't find it on the web page, so I, I made a phone call. These guys use a number four char. It's not all the way up to the alligator fifty-five percent or fifty-five seconds, but it's forty-five. So they char that barrel. They give that barrel a hell of a char. Yeah, forty-five seconds, and. It's they said it was white oak, so that's that's Arkansas, right? No, I mean, we got black oak, old. we got white oak, not we got red old. oak. Uh, you know, I don't, know. I mean, it could be coming from just over the border from them, uh, which is where, uh, so Missouri is actually where that could be where a get lot I, of I the barrels, that. yeah, we'll have to find that out. Are made, and then this was aged three and a half years, okay? So this. This is really excellent, and these guys started in April of 2019, so three and a half years is like right now. (laughs) Yeah, it's like they, this is probably the first bottling of it. Well, I wish I had a number on my bottle. Yeah. It's (laughs) like you do. It is not numbered. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Really, I like it. It's very good. So this is, you said it's Foxtrot Distilling, right? Yes. They're an independent distiller. Uh, Yes. I believe J.B. Hunt is one of their big backers. I'd have to look that up, but yeah, probably. Now, on their webpage, they show they have a uh, Wild Parallel Straight Bourbon, which I have here. They have a Wild Parallel Toasted Oak Barrel finish. I wonder what that means, because toasted oak, and I was told on the phone this was a number four char. That's pretty toasted. (laughs) And then they have a Wild Parallel Isla Scotch Barrel. I'm going to have to try that one. Yeah. And then they have a Wild Parallel Guiana Rum Barrel finish. So these all sound wonderful. Yeah. It's very good. It's, the, to me, this presents more alcohol than the other one. It comes across quite hot. Uh, I get. So I, you were getting the opposite when I said that on yours, and I'm getting the opposite when you say it on mine. Uh, maybe I just took too big of a drink or something. But well, it, that it, happens. <laughs> yeah it it burned me. It burned me a little bit. Uh huh. It goes really well with the bacon wrap dates. Now, did you stuff these with blue cheese and and an almond again? mm Hmm. Okay. So I think there's a little bit of conflict here. Oh. And it's not bad. It just brings a particular tension to the pairing. And... How's the blue cheese? Yes. Mm-hmm. The earthiness of that blue cheese really kind of hits real hard against this bourbon. Because there's not a whole lot of earthiness to match it in the bourbon. There's a, there's a little bit. Mm-hmm. And there's just a little bit in there. And it's not just like it's not matching it well, it's really just kind of knocking it out. It's like, you know, a George Foreman knockout. So, listeners, I was afraid to say that, and I started not to put any blue cheese in it, but I like the blue cheese. Well, do you get the same thing with the pairing? Because, like you said, I don't really care for blue cheese. We've done Gorgonzola, and and we've done all kinds of blue cheeses on the show, Uh, but you're right. It is a conflict. Damn, it's good. I mean, I put I put some maple syrup. I wish I'd had I thought I should have thought of molasses. But I put some maple syrup on the bacon and the date with the almond, the toasted almond and then that blue cheese, I think it's gorgonzola, I'm not sure. But to me, that's a really good pairing. There is conflict, but it's it's kind of like the the like and the conflict they don't kill each other yeah they just don't kill each other they're not alike like so they're not in love with each other but they don't kill each other so it's like i'm okay are you okay yes i'm okay how about us let's have some more whiskey <laughs> yeah it's it's good and i th- i like like it all kind of works together real well the nut especially works well i think with that the sweetness of the date Works well. The light salty smokiness of the bacon works well. I, I don't know if it just needed less cheese or if it's just me personally that just, it takes it just a little bit too far. Oh, okay. Well, you know, in a date, you really can't put much cheese in there if you can put an almond. Right. Because an almond basically takes up the whole space. So I want to go up there. And Joanne and I were talking about what are we going to do in February? we just got back from Sarasota and uh, when we're recording this cuz this is going to come out in mid-February. Well, I know, but in sometime February, you know, we went to Sarasota in January, so sometime in February we got to, we got to go somewhere. Yeah, there. So, so we might just have to go up to Rogers and check this out. Uh, I I'd, I'd love to see it because they got some beautiful pictures on their web page. They got some beautiful copper stills. I mean, I just love that. Are they column stills, or these are they are column stills? Okay, (laughs) and uh, I bet their tasting room is fantastic. You know, Rogers is not a destination I really think about because I really think about more about Bentonville. But there's so much to do up in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, there it is. It's extremely, it's extremely uh, different than here in Little Rock. You know, it's a little bit more, it's quite a bit more cosmopolitan. Uh, It's a little bit more forward thinking when it comes to our booze and kind of restaurant scene. You know, people that I know say probably the top three, if not the top five restaurants in Arkansas are are probably in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah. Which is Fayetteville, Bentonville, Rogers Mm -hmm. area. And they got a lot of the, you know, you you click on their website and you see these, the cocktail recipes. Oh, I'm gonna have to check that out. They got, you know, their trailside old fashioned. They got the lemon drop martini. They got a negroni here. I'm a got, lemon, a lemon drop martini with whiskey. I'm I, I can't hardly <laughs> zoom in to see that, Josh. <laughs> so where did you get the smoked chicken from? just O Edwards. They did okay, right? Yeah, it's good. Have you tried it yet as a pairing? I haven't yet. Okay. I don't think they have their whiskey in this lemon drop martini. Anyway, I won't fault them for that. So, I'm talking a lot. Uh, You're eating a lot. I really like this idea, you know, going up to northwest Arkansas and checking out a distillery. So, there's at least three. I think, in Northwest. I'm not sure if all three are open yet. You know, the people behind CORE have started a distillery. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when I was talking to uh, Scott and Keith at Hot Springs Distilling, they were telling me kind of where all the liquor licenses or distilling licenses in the state were. You know, uh, the people from CORE have one. What they and I think, is happening is core is doing some they're doing some distilling out of this one but they're sitting stuff back. Okay. So since they have a good beer line, they've got a nice little can cocktail line that they do. They have a little bit more leeway that they can hold on to some of their liquor and uh-huh. not and wait for it to be ready for it to come out. You know we got Rocktown here in Little Rock. There's two in Hot Springs. There's Three up in Northwest Arkansas. And they were telling me there's... So there's seven. There's one. Oh, no. Not, there's not three in Northwest. There's two in Northwest. And then there's one in Eureka. Around the Eureka Springs Eureka area. Springs? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I don't know if he's put anything out yet. Okay. But <laughs> there's also one that a guy in some random town in Arkansas owns. He has a legit distiller's license, but he doesn't sell it. He just makes it for himself. For himself? Yeah, and I was kind of joking with him. I was like, mm, "That to me, that sounds like a moonshiner that got a license. So just in case somebody says something to him, he's like, look, I've got a license. <laughs> exactly. So oh. Maybe we need to get a license, John. I don't want to. Do you you, where are we gonna put this still, Dad? I don't know. <laughs> I don't have any space for that. <laughs> that's for sure. I definitely do not either. Uh, so that you so tell me, tell us again about your theory with the smoked chicken pairing. Well, because I think there's some smokiness with this this bourbon because of that charlotte. Now I sort of get it, but when I tasted that chicken, it seemed like that was a great pairing. And, you know, the Edwards, I don't know how they smoke their chickens. (laughs) I don't think they have. You know, you go to Kroger's and some days they're out there with their big smokers going and they're smoking the ribs. You can see them. Right. But I've never seen them doing that at Edwards. Well, there are industrial indoor smokers. Exactly. That people, that places like Edwards or other places like, I believe Ham has one, that, You can smoke inside, and it'll draft the the stuff out like it should. But I think it works. Yeah, I think it works really well. Um, Like you said, the smokiness of the chicken matches that light smokiness. Now, if it was brisket or if it was ribs, I don't know if it would go as well. I think the kicker here is the chicken. Mm Mm-hmm. I think the kicker here is the fact that it's chicken. It's the light meat. It's got, you know, that it's got flavor, but it, the chicken doesn't impart a whole lot of flavor. You and I are both eating dark meat pieces. And I think that, I think that really kind of plays into why the pairing works so well. The smoke definitely does become the key flavor. Mm-hmm. But I think it's good. I think it's good. Have you tried the caramel cake? I. Have not yet. I had neither. So tell us about the caramel cake. <laughs> I know you bought it at Edwards. but Edwards, I just. The reason I did it is because I think they have a caramel on the back end. So I want to see if that caramel on the back end with this caramel cake would work. So it's like a. It's like an angel food cake. Right. That has caramel flavored whip. Mm hmm so I'm not so sure about it. Yeah, caramel flavor whipped cream. That's kind of the layers and on top. So, they do have a gin. Didn't see it there, but, you know, they worked, you know, they worked on their botanical list for what they wanted. Licorice root, ginger, I don't know what a worse root is, but I'm excited about that. Not that I'm a gin drinker, but see, I... I can get Joanne to go up there and say, they got gin. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, these are good. You know, Fox Trail, I never could figure out what the Fox Trail connection was. Apparently, there must be some Fox Trail in the Rogers area. But what they say on their logo is rugged yet refined. And I have to agree with that on this, this whiskey. It's kind of rugged because it's that forty-nine point five. They couldn't be the bourbon and bond because they're not Kentucky. Well, no, it, didn't. Bottle it bond, has, doesn't. Bottled and bond. Bottled bond does not have to come from Kentucky. Well, okay. It has to be a bonded warehouse. Okay. Well, there're probably no bonded warehouses, and and the government didn't. They didn't want the government in their backyard anyway. Mm-hmm. But forty-nine point five is pretty darn close. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. And yours is too, forty nine point three five or whatever you said. Right. I think it goes try it with the caramel cake. I'm going for it. I think it works kinda well of, I think it works pretty well with the caramel cake. The caramel flavor comes through and it's amplified in the whiskey. Um I think the, the whiskey goes a little bit more bitter. Because of the caramel cake? Because of the sweetness of the cake kind of overtakes mm-hmm. it. hmm But they play they play fairly well together. Yeah, I mean it's a good. It's for store bought, grocery store cake. It's pretty good. I like I like Edwards because they have a lot of cakes. (laughs) You can just (laughs) walk by there and go, hmm, which one? Type of cake do I want today? Mm -hmm. I first thought I was going to get chocolate. Then I thought, no, I don't think chocolate's going to work. I'm glad I got the caramel cake because that was really good. Oh boy, best on play yeah you ready no (laughs) well what else do you want to tell us about your whiskey then well i don't know but uh i think if you get a chance to go to rogers wouldn't you go up there if i have time yeah Uh so um okay best on plate all right heading to best on plate i can go first while you think about it okay i think the best on my plate with my whiskey was the blood orange and not just because i love blood orange (laughs) Well that probably had a 50 points on it. Or it, might have, it might have had, it might have played into it, but I really think the way the sweetness and the acidity and the acidicness of the orange worked really well with the whiskey I'm gonna have to say the ginger cookie yeah it' was very it was very very close between the two was it and it's probably because well, I like blood oranges that yeah I think I think you had a little. Ting, ding ding up in your head already that you finally got them and but the ginger cookie yeah. and where'd you get them jordan made them right nope you made them right nope okay where'd you get them trader joe's well good old trader joe's i mean a ginger snap cookie they, ginger snap? it's a more of a molasses yeah. cookie it's not yeah. a ginger snap okay. it okay. is a molasses yeah. cookie so that ginger molasses cookie Went so well with the Bear clap bourbon, because maybe there wasn't ginger, and maybe there wasn't molasses within that bourbon, but it melted so well with it, and it maybe it's that elderflower and whatever that kind of went with it too. Not sure what it was, but it 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 did it for me. So, uh made in heaven, not quite but really good. All right. And then on your plate, on my plate, I am going to say the chicken. The chicken was probably my favorite pairing. The smokiness worked really well. The light fattiness of the chicken helped with some of that alcohol, especially once I put an ice cube in it. I really got a more balanced pairing with that, with the ice in it on the chicken. Then. Okay. The way either of the other ones worked. So what happened, okay, you talked about the dates and you said because the cheese was in there, that probably meant it couldn't be best on plate. No. Well, not just because the the cheese was in there, but the way the cheese worked with the whiskey. Correct. But I thought you were going to go for the smoky chicken. What I did go with. I thought you would. Yeah. And so what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to go with that date. Bacon wrapped dates. I just love those. I ran out of bacon or I'd have made more. <laughs> <laughs> so I only made eight of them. we about to eat them all up. These are good whiskeys. I'm really happy that Arkansas has such good whiskeys. You know, contrary to popular belief, you don't have to be in Kentucky to have a bourbon. People forget that, but we've proved today that there's really some good bourbons in Arkansas. Yeah, and definitely. for and the, the. And these aren't the only two good ones. I mean, Rocktown's got a good one. Yeah, we've talked about Rocktown before on the show. And if and when, you know, the ones from the guys from CORE put out theirs, so I'm sure they're going to be good too, especially since they're holding. It seems they're holding a lot of them. Well, that's the tough part about starting bourbon. There is no rule about how long it's got to be in the barrel, but yet you want it in there a while, and you got to have the charred, and you got to—it's a one-use barrel, so you—you got to figure out what to do with them. So I—I I know Rocktown struggled with that, and anybody well, else would. You start making American whiskey, yeah. Well, <laughs> or you start selling your barrels to uh, Lost Forty and let them do some ninety-nine. Yep. Yeah. Other distill other you know um breweries, but the, when I was talking to the guys at hot springs distilling, that's what they said they're they're planning on doing with with their old bourbon barrels is just start using making rye whiskey single malt Right. single malt whiskey American single malt whiskey american whiskeys those are the you know the those sorts of things I wanna check out this uh you know the the fox trail. That has their Isla barrel. Barrel.
1: look
0: forward to that. So, is it an Isla barrel whiskey, or is it an Isla barrel finished bourbon? I think it's a. Maybe look, I'll have to look it up again, but I think it's an Isla uh, barrel whiskey. Okay. It says Wild Parallel Isla Scotch Barrel Whiskey or Finish. So it's a whiskey bourbon. finished in that barrel. It's probably their bourbon yes. that's finished in that barrel. So what would that be? That'd be really good. It's kind of wishy-washy on those I don't rolls. Yeah, I don't know. All right, you ready for a wine? I am ready as I'm going to be, so let's get it poured. Okay, pour it up. All right, so this week I am blinding the liquor. One of these days you're going to have to start blinding blind in some of these liquors. Okay, okay. But I mean not today cuz you're all stuffy-headed. But uh this is a yellowish brown liquor. Uh so I believe it has seen some time in oak. Uh it's a very light yellowish brown it is. There's like I can see technically I can see through it but it's you know like wearing yellow colored glasses. And, uh, tasting this out of Glencairn. It definitely, it definitely has oak age on it. You know, you get some of those plain baking spices, almost some kind of sweetness, but I'm not really going to be able to tell anything from there. not really going to be able to tell anything from the nose on this one. I might actually pour it a touch into a regular double old fashioned glass. See if I get anything different. Don't really get anything different. Um, so Nice. Nice, like, light color on this. Mmm. So, very mouth-coating here. There's a little bit more sweetness on the palate. You definitely tell you, this has some oak age on it. So, obviously, you know, vodkas and gins are out the door. This is not sweet enough, in my head, to be a liqueur. It does have a good bit of bite to it. It's not overly, but it still has a lot of residual kind of sweetness here. Not residual sweetness, but it taste of sweet yeah the coating is, this is very interesting uh, so I'm going to say this is, this is not going to be a bourbon or an American whiskey oh man it's really easy to drink that sweetness that's on there interesting smooth. it is extremely smooth so there's either there's a couple possibilities here this could be like a cognac like a nice level cognac VSOP probably level cognac or we're looking at a scotch that's been aged aged for long enough in you know, barrels that's been used, so it's not getting a lot of color here. Or it could be a... It doesn't seem like... It's so smooth, it doesn't seem like it's a really young rum. I expect a rum that's this smooth to have a little bit more color on it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm kind of down here between a scotch and a cognac. So I'm going to have to start looking at some of those deeper flavors to see if I can kind of land where this is at. So because of the depth of wood that's here, I think I'm going to say this is a scotch. It's lighter in color, which sometimes can be, older scotches can be that light in color because they're same barrel. So the barrel after a while is not, or it's multi-use barrels. So I'm going to say that this is a scotch between 12 and 15 years old. So you're going to have to come back in two weeks to find out whether I'm right or wrong because we are up to another cocktail week next week. And we're going to be really excited to have you guys along with us for that. Dad, do you know what cocktail you're going to do? Or are we going to have some sort of theme for this cocktail week? Paper. Paper is the theme. (laughs) It the, could be. The theme is paper. Well, well, so if what are you doing? You said paper. I'm doing a paper plane. Oh, uh, okay. It doesn't have to be paper is the theme, but I'm doing <laughs> a paper plane. We've been talking about it for weeks. All right. So, Dad's going to be doing a paper plane, and I am not sure exactly what I'm going to be doing yet. Paper moon? <laughs> <My> dad, <laughs> we don't need to talk about the paper moon here in Arkansas. <laughs> 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 Gentlemen establishment. Um, I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do, but I will do, you know, I'm going to do a cocktail that will have either an Amaro mm. or a bitter in it because yours will have both. So I'll do something that will have an Amaro, a, an Amaro or a bitter in it next week. Okay. And you're going to have to come back in two, two weeks to find out how right or wrong I was on the blind. And we're excited to have you guys here along with us. We really appreciate you guys being here. Uh, If you like what we're doing, give us a subscribe, follow, whatever your favorite podcast platform is and does. We would love to have a star rating and a review from you so we know like what you do. And it helps us get noticed. Tell your friends about us. That's another way for us to get noticed. We are, you know, quickly approaching 150 episodes, which is kind of crazy to think about. but. And we're approaching twelve thousand downloads. Uh, we're getting there. We're we're skyrocketing up up the rank. Uh, remember we're out there on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We are most active out there on Instagram. So give us a like if you like what we're doing or a follow. Whatever your social media platform of choosing says. And we really thank you guys for being along the journey with us. We really do. And so for all of us here at Acquired Tasting, once again, I'm Josh Mills. I'm John Mills. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Goodbye.